Hi, and welcome to the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. I'm your host, Tegan Thompson. I'm a book lover, a chocoholic, and an INTJ living in a world filled with extroverts. I made this podcast to share my experiences and struggles as an introverted perfectionist and to bring the inner workings of an introvert's mind to introverts and extroverts alike. So grab a cup of tea and get comfortable. It's time to unmute. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. Happy Friday. Uh, This is my second favorite day of the week. I love Fridays. Obviously Saturday's our first um, because you can wake up, you don't have to do anything, and you can just like chill the entire day. I know a lot of people say Fridays are their favorite days, but I feel like I just spend most of the day waiting for the day to be over so that's why it's my second favorite day um but this week we will be talking about the invisibility of being an introvert uh and i chose the title of this episode the invisibility cloak um because it connects to harry potter and it reminds me of when harry puts on cloak and he like goes invisible um and that's how i feel sometimes as an introvert um and i know that this is probably a quality of introverts that is often confused with being shy and i've kind of explained this before but people who are shy tend to just be more reserved and nervous in social situations where introverts they like to sit back and observe the situation and kind of determine who or what situations are worth being involved in or worth opening up to. Um, So one of the biggest memories I have of kind of just where this invisibility cloak, the concept of it kind of became really apparent to me as an introvert, is when I transferred school. So I started off in public school. I went to public school from kindergarten to eighth grade. And obviously in middle school, it was a really big school. And I'm you would be lucky if you knew half of the people in your grade. I remember I would go through the yearbook at the end of the year and be like, I don't even know any of these people. I've never seen them, never had a class with them. Like, the school was that big. Um, and for me, I coped with that by having a really small, tight-knit group of friends um, from elementary all the way up to high school. Um, but the class sizes in public school were so large that I could just, like, find a seat in the back corner and kind of just hide. I didn't have to answer questions or talk to students or the teacher wouldn't see me. At least that was what I thought, that the teacher wouldn't see me. Um, and I could kind of just, like, do my own thing, um. And it actually worked for me a lot. Uh, Most of the time, students (laughs) didn't recognize I was in their class. Uh, People would, like, turn around in the class halfway through the year and look at me and be like, 
oh, you're in this class? I, I've never, I've never seen you before. I'm like, nope, I've been here the entire year. Um, I've even had that happen with teachers too, where they're like, oh, a Tegan? I didn't know there was a Tegan in this class. It's like, yep, halfway through the year, but I've been here the whole time. It's okay. Um, but at the beginning of my freshman year, I switched to a private school and the school was really small. And for starters, I'm not a big fan of change. I, I really do not like it. Uh, I love routine. I love consistency, like to the point where I sit in the same spot, um, at our dining room table every day. I will not sit anywhere else. Like, I just don't like sitting anywhere else. And my family knows that. And they make fun of me a lot of it. But, um, anyways, the private school was really, really small. And I went into it thinking, okay, I can do the same thing. I can kind of just, like, sit back. No one has to know I'm here kind of thing. But, like, our class sizes were, <laughs> like, 15 people and... Everyone knew everyone. I literally, kids all the way down in like first, second grade would know people in high school. And it's just, it was crazy to me because I'd never experienced that before in public school. Um, but like, I realized I couldn't fade into the background and like people would intentionally talk to me. And try to have a conversation with me, even though I didn't really talk to them. And I was like, why are you talking to me? I'm just trying to, like, cruise through high school without being noticed, <laughs> you know? And it was such a weird experience for me. Um, but that's kind of the thing with large groups is I'm really able to fade into the background and other introverts are able to fade into this background to the point where they're invisible um and i do this and other introverts probably do this as well because we're trying to observe the situation and observe um the interactions between people and learn about people learn about what's going on and kind of just get a feel for everything before really deciding to put both our feet into the pool um, and because of this, I feel like a lot of people kind of forget that I'm there or they ignore me. Um, and I don't know if other introverts feel this way. I, I'm gonna guess that they do. Um, so when I'm in large groups, I tend to actually feel lonelier than when I'm by myself alone or with a small group of friends. Um, and that's because, like, there's all these people surrounding you, but no one's really acknowledging you or paying any attention to you. Just kind of going on with their own thing, having their own conversation, and they could care less if uh, you chipped in or you wanted to talk about something else or I don't know. And it's kind of just like, you get thrown into the, onto the back burner and they don't really care what you do. It's, it's their own thing and you're not a part of it anymore. 
Um, and I get a lot of question, the, the same question from a lot of people of like, well, why don't you just participate? Why don't you just like join the conversation if that's how you feel? And I mean, obviously part of it is like the observing and needing to learn and um, kind of think through everything before um, joining a situation. But I think one of the biggest things is, and I've talked about this in a previous episode, is uh, that introverts tend to feel very deeply and they have a lot of emotion. And because introverts tend to think more logically and need time, a lot of time, to really process things and think over things, um, it's really hard for them to um, like process their emotion and figure out what they're feeling or how other people are feeling and... Uh, so I think one of the biggest things is that they do this to avoid jumping into something where they could hurt themselves or they could get hurt. Um, and I know personally I do this a lot. I'm very selective with who I open up to, who I tell people certain things, um, kind of what I talk about. I hang out with very very selective Um, and for me that's a big reason why I kind of sit back and I observe and I try to figure out people's true intentions because I want to know okay is it worth me opening up to them is it worth letting them kind of get to know me more personally more intimately or is that gonna be a bad idea because they might hurt me in the future or uh, they might not be who they uh, portray themselves as or maybe it's as simple as this is literally the only time I'll probably ever meet you and see you and talk to you and so I'm not gonna put a ton of investment into that um, when it might end up hurting me in the future. And you know, I think that's a really th- big thing about introverts is that if you think you know an introvert, you probably don't. I'm just going to be honest about that. Introverts tend to have a lot of different versions about them of themselves. They want to kind of fit into the different um, groups and different styles of people in order to be able to make things more comfortable for everybody and so I know that I do that a lot that I'm one way with one group of friends and another way with another group of friends and I don't know if it's necessarily intentional in the way that I'm I'm not trying to like lie about who I am but it's more just well, if they're comfortable with me being like this, well, then I'm going to be like this. If they're uncomfortable with me being a different way, I don't want to do that. I don't want to make them uncomfortable. And so it's kind of just like trying to find a balance almost. And it can be hard, but I think introverts have learned how to master this. And obviously other people have too, but introverts definitely have. 
Um, another thing about being in large groups as an introvert is that when I do kind of finally decide to participate or speak up because I've decided that it's worthwhile and it's valuable uh, for me and for other people, then, and I do this obviously after calculating everything, like calculating exactly what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it, when I'm going to say it, like after deciding all of that, it, and I'm speaking up and then people talk over me. And I don't like when that happens because it's like, it's one, disrespectful. I feel like you should listen to what people have to say. It's like, I've put so much effort in to participating and saying what I'm about to say and you like kind of just sweep it under the rug and ignore it and it's like it's rude <laughs> and it's like it's a little hurtful um but like I've experienced this my entire life um pretty much everywhere I go I experience this in class at school um on sports teams with friends and with my family often very very often with my family um I think everyone in my family experiences that but I definitely do experience that with my family um at dinner like we'll have like two or three different conversations going on between the six of us in the family and sometimes someone's trying to talk to everyone but every other people are off having side conversations and it's like or sometimes you'll try to say something and, like, literally no one's listening. Uh, my favorite thing is when my youngest sister, who sits right next to me, she'll turn to me and she'll be like, it's okay, I'm listening to you. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you, I appreciate that. So, you know, it's always nice to have that person who does that. Um, but yeah, when people speak over me and when they kind of ignore me when I'm in groups, you can often feel like I'm unappreciated or unwanted in that situation. I almost feel like I'm in the way of their conversation and their relationship or what they're trying to do. And that only makes me want to leave it even more. I don't want to be part of the group anymore. And I just want to be like, okay, you guys do you, I'll just go do me kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I feel like I'm intrusive in that specific situation. Um, but I think when I do get acknowledged, when I get acknowledged and I'm not prepared for it, I'm so surprised by it. Like it shocks me. I'm not ready for it. Um, this happened to me back in high school over the summer I went to a medical camp um, and we, there was like an introductory game kind of thing like you were supposed to use words to describe an object or I think it was a character from like a book or a movie or something and um, yeah, so someone was supposed to 
describe, and then other people were supposed to take turns guessing, and it was a really big group, um, and so I kind of just, like, sat in the corner, and I was like, I'm just gonna sit here, I'm not gonna guess, even though I might know the answer, because once you guessed, and if you guessed correctly, then you had to go, and I definitely didn't want to do that. I was like, it's okay, I'll just sit here. Um, and I really thought I could just hide in the corner, but this one kid turned to me and was like, I don't think you've gone, why don't you go? And I was just like, but, but why? Like, the question ran through my head, I was like, how did you even know I was here? Because I was had gotten so good at hiding and being invisible while being in plain sight that I was just like, what the heck? Um, so I was a little sad about that, but <laughs> I went and it was okay. I survived. I survived everyone. Don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, so I was so surprised about being acknowledged, and this happens occasionally, so it also happened when I transferred schools, and, you know, people would talk to me, um, one of them, who I'm still friends with today, she, like, would, she, she would not leave me alone, and I say that in the nicest way, because she was so nice to me and so welcoming, um, but I was just, like, I don't get it. If if I'm not talking to you, why do you keep trying? Why do you keep seeing me? You're not supposed to. That's not how this works. But <laughs> but uh, I think it's taught me that you know. I I don't I can't always be invisible, and you know, it's something I'm working on. But yeah, um, and obviously there are times when I want to be and like to be invisible because I'm observing and learning and kind of just taking everything in and processing. But obviously there's other times when I don't want to be invisible. Um, when I'm hanging out with friends or when I'm with my family and I like I don't want to be invisible then and I don't want to feel like I'm not wanted there. Um, but I know that that still happens a lot, and it's really hard to kind of, like, switch because I'm so used to being invisible that I kind of, that's like my default mode is I go to be invisible, and when I'm with friends or family or I'm at work, that kind of just, like, automatically is something that happens is I'm, like, blend into the background tea again and that's what happens even though I don't necessarily want to um like sometimes I'm like I wish I was just extroverted <laughs> and this wouldn't even be a problem I would be out there because I would get all my energy from talking to people and socializing and it would be amazing wouldn't it but obviously I'm not and I can't change that. That's okay. Um, but I think that's one of the things I'm really working on is accepting and being okay with, um, like, knowing that it's okay that to take off my cloak. I don't have to be invisible all the time. Um, 
and also knowing that it is okay to be invisible sometimes and knowing when to kind of change that because I, if I don't make it known to other people that I don't want to be invisible, then what can they do about it? Nothing. So that's something I have to work on. And, you know, taking responsibility for that and accepting that there are always things that I can work on and things that everyone can work on. And that is one of the things for me. Um, so yeah, I just like, I love this whole idea of this invisibility cloak because I know a lot of introverts have it. Um, and it can be very comforting. Uh, but it can also be very confining sometimes. So I just wanted to talk about that a little bit so people can recognize it and acknowledge it. Um, and yeah, so thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. Uh, if you haven't already, please go follow my social medias on Facebook and Instagram at the Heart of a Perfectionist in order to stay up to date with everything. And if you enjoyed this or if you learned anything, please like, subscribe, and go share with someone you know. And as always, have a great weekend, and I look forward to seeing you guys again next week on the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast.